Hello everybody, welcome to this week's podcast. We are going to kick this off, Pierce, with, um, I'm going to kick it off with a statement. I've never had anyone come for a golf lesson that I've said to, actually, do you know what the problem is? You're keeping this too simple. We need to make this more complicated. We need to put more things in there. So basically, when, when somebody comes to, for, to us for a golf lesson, most of the time, they're either working at the wrong thing, making it more harder than they need to, be, need to be, or they've just got too many things going on. They are making things so complex and so difficult to even produce the motion that they, they're just really struggling. So what we wanted to do today is really, and it just happens, we've just actually come off the call with Aaron, who we coach from the PGA Tour, and uh, it was a very similar conversation just <laughs> before we came onto this. And our, the premise of this was, and the intention for the week, playing this week, was keep it simple. Not more information. And often, Pierce, I'd say that, we'll get into the sort of meat of this in the moment, is, but often people think that the better you get, the more details that you need. When that's just not the case, is it? Out of all of the best players that we've spoken to, look, we've been very privileged to do so. It just keeps coming back at us. All the information they're working at is so simple. They're not thinking too in-depth. They've got people around them who can do the complicated thinking and studying and finding out, of course. The coaches, the statisticians, the fitness experts, whatever it is, to help them perform at their best. But them themselves are really working at it on a level which is just like, oh, I just, I'll try that today. And that, that's, that's my plan for the next and, and, and it's interesting because so often you hear with tour pros, for instance, there's quite a few examples of this where they've, They've got to the European Tour, the PGA Tour, with their coach from high school mm -hmm. or their, their junior coach. And then they've gone, right, okay, I'm on tour now. Next level. I need to go to the next level and go for somebody who's got different answers to me and maybe knows more, a tour coach or whatever it might be. And then they go to this coach and they have a bit of a disaster and then end up going back to the coach who got them to perform and get to the PGA Tour because what they've done with that coach is understood all, the, all the, the, the information over the years to simplify things down. And that was based off, that was the conversation we've just had with Aaron is that next year is about less, it's about less information, it's about understanding your own game, understanding what works for you and getting rid of any thoughts that you need to really have. And I think this all stems from, one of the reasons I think we want to do this podcast here, Pierce, is that as we get more information, so technology now enables us to understand ball flight, um, data to the degree of angle of attack, vertical swing plane, um, spin, spin axis. There's, yeah. all, there's so much data, so much information about different body parts, the kinematic, that there's so much available. But we're in danger of sometimes information overload actually just doesn't help us. And, and ultimately, what we need to be able to do is go out there and play golf and swing the golf club in a very free way without having all these, these things. And I think we hear so much as well online now, a lot of complicated lingo. So mm. we'll give you some examples of this. Um, you know, things like oh, external rotation of the trail shoulder or, or flexion and extension um, of the wrist, radial and ulnar, ulnar deviation, certain things that we hear all the time that they are correct information in terms of the anatomical movements of the body, yep. 
But it's like, well, okay, look, what does that mean to you, the listener, Steve Smith or Cynthia Baker? I'm making these names Ooh. up. Where does Cynthia Baker come from? No where, where did where I pull that from. one from? Is that, is that a real person? <laughs> I don't Obviously know. is a real person. Maybe an ex-girlfriend, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, Cynthia so, Proudman. But, but where does it, you know, ultimately, how does the information that you are consuming impact you? And this is the important thing, really. And as Pierce mentioned, the best players in the world, we don't ever hear them talk like this. We don't no. ever hear them say, what I'm working on is actually trying to, to flex my lead wrist and mm. work on external rotation, the trail elbow, and get more extension through the golf ball of the spine. They're going, well, I'm trying to get a little bit more upright in the backswing. Mm. I'm trying to create a little bit more wrist set. Yep. You know, just, just simple terminology that might be one or two things, yeah. not and six things. The, the most important part with that as well, and we will always do this, and we'll, we'll probably go into a little bit of an insight on this at the moment, but it's like, the, if you, that whenever, it's, let's say Rory McIlroy, let's say it was, um, let's say it was Pete Cowan, who he obviously spent a little bit of time with, and Pete would have said to him, okay, we need to, you know, he wouldn't say, we need to do this in your golf swing. He'd say, well, what do you want to do, Rory? What's the shot that you want to play? So that it was always linked to ball flight as well, which is probably the most important thing that you can understand about changing your golf swing. How does it actually going to affect the ball flight and what desired ball flight that you want? But yeah, so I think just understanding that yourself, that's the first part. Before you start thinking about changing golf swing or even going down that rabbit hole of getting, getting too complicated with this, just understand what do you want the golf ball to do? Because that's kind of important, Andy. It is, and it, it is funny because most golfers will ask us, you know, we'll, we'll say, what are you working on? Or what, what, what are you trying to improve? And often they won't even mention the ball. But I'm trying to fix my early release or I'm trying to fix my hanging back without real any regard for what the golf ball's doing. And you go, well, what's that going to do to the golf ball? Or, you know, understanding why you've got, have you got the early release? And yeah. what's the shot that you're trying to fix? What's the height? What's the contact issue you've got? So it's definitely a good starting point to, um, to, to sort of, to move from really. And I think one of the things as well, maybe this, this has come to light recently, more so for me recently in coaching, that I've just really gone more, a little more down, not, not recently, but let's say in the last 12 months, that, you can, you can hear a lot of positions and see a lot of positions. Oh, you need to be at this position. You need to be at P1, P2, P3, all the way to seven in the golf swing. And there, no, there are no real positions in the golf swing. The golf swing is a, is a fluid motion, but there are certain, let's say, checkpoints along the way that you go, I'd like to improve this area. And I think some of the golfers that come to us, I had a lesson the other week who came to me and we were probably 40 minutes, maybe 30 minutes into the lesson, and he didn't have one fluid full motion practice swing. <laughs> and I asked him, I said, look, how many, how many practice swings have you had? And he's like, none. But he was trying to work on certain moves in his golf swing, but he, he didn't understand what that was like in putting it into a full motion. So he was trying to separate his upper body and his lower body, but he didn't really put it into a flowing motion. So. I think one of the key things is understanding that there might be some positions. Don't get too position orient orientated. We was having a conversation, Pierce, in the car the other day mm -hmm. about um, you can tell the difference between someone who works on technique, and we talked about Seb, our friend Seb on golf, somebody who works on technique and somebody who gets out there and plays. Now, Seb, good friend of ours and a creator, you look at his golf swing and it could be better. Yep. But you look at it and it's just really flowing, isn't it? It's mm. like he stands up there, he looks at the target, he just goes. He's not trying to hit certain positions. There's a certain level of freedom within the golf swing. And you, look, you certainly look at people like, you look at some of the older golf swings, you mm. look at 
um, Bobby know, Jones. Arnold Palmer, Bobby Jones, Sam Snead, Ben Hogan. Mm-hmm. That, that they don't look like they're trying to hit certain spots in their in their swing. Yeah. It's it's just a it's emotion, and I think there's so much merit in. Might but you might want to go. Well, I want to work at my backswing. I want to work at my move away. You know, improve the club face in the move away. But what does that look like in a motion? So you might have a rehearsal on the move away. But how do I now put this move away into the whole actual full back and through swing? And then this is what we did with one of my lessons a couple of weeks ago. Just got him to actually have a full motion practice. It was so weird for him to do as well because he was like, I don't do this. I don't do this. I don't, but it's like, well, how does the change you're trying to make feel when you're putting it into a, an actual swing? Yeah. So I think there's definitely a good message to think about, well, don't get too bogged down with trying to hit every position in the golf swing. You still need to understand, maybe rehearse that, but understand how it actually goes into, um, into a swing. I always remember Dave Ridley, one of my coaches, he was like, it's all right knowing a position where you need to be, but how do you actually get it there? So mm-hmm. how do you get from to the top of this backswing? How do you actually get it to that position? Because you've got to, you've got to create a motion to that point rather than just put the club there, I'm sort of demonstrating to Pierce yeah, yeah. now. I'm just, how do you, you know, rather than just put the club in place, you've got to understand this part of a, a move. And that would be the biggest thing that stands out to me in that if you work at not swaying, you will probably not turn. So you're trying to stop a move in the goal swing, but as a result, you're actually stopping other things from happening as well. So I think just, just understanding that it is a fluid motion, how do you create a change in the movement? That's fine. Oh, and the dog has gone off. So we've got the dog was here sitting nice and quiet. He's seen a dog outside, so he's out there growling now. So um, that was his first appearance on a podcast, Andrew. Was, yeah. Rolo's first appearance. But yeah, so, so just be mindful that when you are looking at changing, I think Okay, well, let, let's think get into some. We, really we actually wrote happen. down, we wanted to talk about the, the, the importance of actually being really, really simple. That's the important, we, we, before we came on this podcast, we said, look, what's the purpose of this podcast? The purpose of this podcast is to help you guys just focus on keeping it simple. So we thought, well, here's some take-homes for you that are just really important um, in order to do that, really, in order to play better, keep it simple, stay focused. So the first one is focus on one thing. It's so hard to actually focus on more than one thing and do it well, isn't it? If you can focus on, if, you, if you're working on a backswing move, just work on that, work on that move away or whatever it might be or the hip position, just work on one thing and just keep drilling that in there until it feels comfortable. Yeah, I, the, the, way I, the way I look at this is, and I think this is, you can, this can, you can add to this and you can build upon this for sure, but it's kind of like what I would say to someone is that if you're working at your move away, it might be okay then to start thinking about your wrist hinge because they're very much connected. So move away, then wrist hinge, obviously that will generally happen in a golf swing. But you have to understand, can you get the move away good first? And can you blend that into the full motion first before you can then move into it? I mean, sometimes you can have a couple of swing thoughts, but in, in, our, in my opinion, especially, they should be closely linked and they should be super, super simple. And often you'll see a golfer say, I'm doing this in the backswing and this at the top of the backswing and then this in transition. Like, yeah. Okay, you haven't got that long to think about no, that, unfortunately. No, no, exactly not. And, and I suppose if the, the second thing we've got on here is just just be aware of go well. What are you trying to change in your ball flight? Are you looking to improve the strike? Are you looking to correct the improve the height? Uh, fix the slice, change the put, whatever it might be. Spin, understand fi- understand it totally exactly yeah. what you're trying to change, and then map it back to will this change get me the result that I want? 
So if you are looking to create more ball than turf contact, will this change that you make actually help that? So always tie it into the result that you need as well. Um, another key thing, Pierce, is, is feedback. Feedback. Like just measuring, mm -hmm. understanding will, you know, you know, we always talk, you know, feeling real. If you're doing something, are you actually doing it? Mm. You know, that is just a crucial part of it. And you, you know, you've got this now, it's so easy now to video your golf swing. We've got the video analysis tool on the Me and My Golf app. If you, if you haven't downloaded that, make sure you do that because you can video your golf swing on there and record it and draw the lines and so on and so forth. Um, but even just, you know, even just keeping some stats on your practice, if you're just hitting some, you know, some, some skill challenges or whatever, have, have so some feedback on what you're doing. Do you know what? It's interesting. I'll, I'll quickly go into this. And we, we haven't played as much golf as we wanted to since we moved to California. But one thing I did the other day, I went on the golf course and I did some, what I generally do is I end up going on the golf course, playing a few holes and videoing, doing about four or five videos and putting them in our uh, members group. But one thing that I did, and I've spoke about this a little bit and I haven't actually put the video up yet, is basically I'll video my golf swing when I'm on the golf course. I'll hit three or four shots and I'll just do commentaries on them. And I'll actually say, okay, right on that one, I pulled it a little bit. It felt like I caught it a little bit thin. It felt this, it felt that. I was working at this in my golf swing. And then I'll hit another shot and I'll talk again. I'll reaffirm what I'm thinking about, what I'm working at. And then I'll tell them the result as well. I'll tell them the result. I'll tell my camera the result. So I, for me, it's not just about hitting a shot and then looking back six months later and going, well, what did I do on that shot? Is that, was that a good swing? Is that a good reference point for me or not? If, but if you can actually say to yourself, well, I'm playing well now and you hit some shots and you go, yeah, I ripped that one. Just say, you just make a note on that. So at least you've got a swing you can actually reference back to if you're going off. But definitely the way that you can actually get feedback on your golf swing now is actually really good with the technology you've got, but use it to keep it simple still. Okay, a couple more points here then. We're using this phrase a lot. I think this, this, this was a phrase that, just like this because it's, um, it's easy to remember, realistic rehearsals. This was Carrot actually. Kerr Gray, when he came on the podcast, he mm. says, I have a realistic Great rehearsal. Stuff that was. Kerr so, was good, wasn't he? Kerr is very good, yeah. And, and you know, ultimately, it's, it's basically the same as just practice swings, but realistic rehearsals just really emphasises that what you're really trying to do, if you're having a practice swing, rehearse exactly what you really want in the golf swing. Don't just waste the move. Don't just swing and have a bit of exercise. If you're looking to improve emotion, rehearse exactly what you want. And don't just rehearse the positions rehearse maybe that move but also then put it into a full swing mm. i think chris jones good friend of, <laughs> of ours one of the things that i i've consistently done with him he would be wanting to work at certain things but he, he wouldn't really put it into a flowing motion i'm mm. like have me a practice swing tell me what have an idea of what it's going to feel like when you hit the shot so a, a rehearsal of the swing and then go and repeat that swing so don't just work on the positions, have rehearsals, make them realistic and make them full motion. And I think the fifth point here is that, I think this is probably a little more so for amateur golfers, is that most of the time, you'll be able to fix the problem in the setup or the backswing. So there's things going on in the golf swing and a lot of golfers will maybe try and fix what's going on in the downswing. But often the downswing is a result from something either in the setup or the backswing. So don't jump the, jump the gun and go to the downswing straight away. This is what was good about our fix your slice mm -hmm. thing that we, we just went through the order that it needed to go in that didn't jump any gun. So you're like, yeah. look, if you go through setup first, done, check, check that. 
It's not my grip. It's not my body tilts. Okay, now it might be the move away. Start really with, with the setup and the backswing. And for the majority of golfers out there, you'll find that actually a lot of the things that you are working on, there's probably something in the backswing or the setup that you just need to do that really gives you the green light to actually improve. So, And just on that as well, if you think about our live lessons that we've done, even just the last couple recently, you think about on YouTube, if you go and look at any of our live lessons Good point, actually. on YouTube, I can't... I, Actually, there's probably one. I think the last one actually, actually the last one had a little bit of the through swing on it. But other than that, it's set up, it's backswing, it's set up, it's backswing. Even to the point where Sean, who edits the videos, goes, "Can you not talk about something else?" It's like, <laughs> uh, but "No, we need to fix them, Sean. We need to make them play better can golf. We, yeah, let's give can, them more can, things to can think we about. Can't we work on their finish or something like that." It's a, uh, no, that'll <laughs> happen. Don't trust. We've got to get them hit the ball better. So. The, the way we'll always look at it is we'll always look at the setup first and we can often we'll be able to fix it in the setup then in the backswing and then obviously what generally happens is the problem gets less of a problem the more you work through that order of going setup through backswing but again another thing I think I was just replying to a, another comment in the private Facebook group this morning about the importance of a backswing for an average golfer if you look at a tour player a tour player can have a funky looking backswing because they're really good on the down, sorry, but, but they're still really good on the downswing. They're very consistent, they're very repeatable. It's generally because, number one, they've got a lot of time to hit golf balls, but number two, they're actually just better. <laughs> they're just better than a lot of us. So unfortunately, as the average golfer, we, you know, we probably don't have the time that the tour players, and unfortunately, we don't have the skill level they have. So if you could actually get it so that you are actually making sure, doubling down when you're hitting bad shots, is it something in the setup? And then is it something in the backswing? We're pretty sure you're gonna get there quicker. Yeah. You know, the golf swing is a series of compensations. So the better you can make your setup and the better you can make your backswing, the less compensations always, that you can have. I always remember Ledbetter talking about that. And I don't even know whether he told us that personally or whether he said it in the book. I think it was his books, yeah. yeah. But I think it was, it was always about, you know, if you can... Cause you know, and effect, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The sooner you start in the, in, in, the, in the golf swing starting at the setup, the more it'll have a knock-on effect as you go on. Okay, guys, look, a very simple one there that we just wanted to jump on and just, and just, just give you a message to say... Look, first of all, just stop making it so complicated. It doesn't need to be. Nick, who came for a lesson a couple of weeks ago, the live lesson, he was like, I, I can't believe it's, it's this simple. You know, he was trying to hold the lag and try and get into impact a position again. We got him to smoothen things out. But keep it simple. And I think that the, the, the thing that Pierce mentioned earlier, always map it back to what am I trying to work on in the golf swing? How is it going to affect the ball flight? Um, but take those um, take-homes on board, first one. Focus on one thing. How will it affect the ball flight? Have feedback and measure it if you can. Keep it simple. Have rehearsals, realistic rehearsals and full motion. And then think about the setup and the backswing. Most of the time you'll be able to fix the problem within one of those two points. Pierce, any closing uh, comments? No. Just keep it simple, maybe? Keep it simple. K-I-S-S. <laughs> keep it simple, Simon. <laughs> okay, guys. Thanks uh, for listening. Um, have a great rest of the week and we'll speak to you soon. See you soon.